Oh, you can poop yourself to death? Can y'all hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We're just not paying attention. I don't even know if it's my internet. I'm getting 100 down and 10 up. 100 down, 10 up seems okay. 10 up is not great, but it's not terrible. Here, let's all do an EPIN meter and do our speed test right now so we can talk about how fast our internet is. <laughs> Listen, I know I don't get anything over 100 anyway, so. I'm only at 98 down right now. No, 102, 103. 104. I'm 857 down, uh, 940 up. 940 up? What the fuck? What? You got that fiber. Is that? That's fiber, kids. That's fiber, man. Anybody have any general questions before we get into it? Yes. Could you explain the whole thing? Uh, no. Imagine a Conestoga wagon. A what wagon? A, a Conestoga wagon. Don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know if I know what that is. Oh my God, seriously? It's an old thing. Oh, okay. It's not, it's not an old thing. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to the Gimme Delude podcast. A TTRPG podcast whose dungeon master was not born in the 1830s, despite despite the fact that I sound like I have consumption at the end of that. My name's Turner. I'll be your dungeon master and host of pre, mid, and post-show announcements until I crumble into dust and blow away like a legend on the wind, apparently. Because I'm old. Hey, Season 3, Episode 5, the gang deals with some logistics and some questionable mentorship. If you're a new listener, welcome. Thank you for joining us. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. Look, either way, we do sincerely appreciate you making time for us in your busy podcast listening schedule. And of course, a special thank you to our patrons whose contribution to the show helps us bring you bigger and better content. A reminder, Gimme the Loot is not a family-friendly show due to a mix of profanity, crude humor, gore, and the occasional weird boner. You'll get there. Finally, for Season 3, we're encouraging our American listeners to head over to BradyUnited.org to explore how you can get involved in helping combat the epidemic of gun violence that we currently face in the U.S. It's not about restricting freedoms. It's about common sense, protecting our families, protecting our communities, and doing what's right. It doesn't take much to be a better hero than one of the Party of Five. Here's your chance. On that note, let's start the show. And we are back with the Party of Five. And I'm Tori, playing Maury. Yeah. I got my intro. <laughs> yes. Hey! I had, a, I think I had a rhyme prepared, but I just got too excited that that wasn't too long of a pause. <laughs> so moving on. It's <laughs> your boy Harlan, and I play Todd, a.k.a. T-O-double-D, a.k.a. your favorite bounty hunter's favorite bounty hunter, a.k.a. the Todd father, a.k.a. Toddimus Prime, your MVT, bringing the BTE, Todd. He's the greatest in the universe. <laughs> I hate all of that so much. You don't hate it. You don't hate it. <laughs> I don't want to like it so much. You don't hate it. I don't want to like it. <laughs> you don't hate it. I, I don't want to like this, but I do. Give it three months so we're all singing along with them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely going to happen. I know it. I can feel it. I was like, we're definitely going to ah, with it one time. <laughs> uh. <laughs> now, fuck that. The goal is to get to the point where we do a live show <laughs> and we go and introducing Harland as, and the audience goes, <laughs> 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 that is when you will know that it will all have been fucking worth it. <laughs> and the, you, the fact that you squeezed in leather plants for complete strangers. He's going to need the audience for his interest because he's not going to have his paper. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> The cue cards. We'll get him an intern to stand in the wings. I spell Todd wrong. And I'm like, oh no, I messed up already. First one. If I can turn. Oh boy. Uh, hey, I'm Jamie. I play Eldrin Thaneros. And did you know that direwolf blood is sometimes used as a natural topical steroid for rashes and hives? Although, 
Recently, it was learned that it can also shrink testicles in tieflings, and so the Food and Drug Guild has actually warned to stop using it. So don't use it as a lubricant. Yeah, so if you've ever gotten like a shit ton of like direwolf blood on you, I mean, you probably have shrunken testicles is what I'm saying. (laughs) If you're a tiefling. (laughs) If you're a tiefling, yes. Mm -hmm. Does it give tieflings like steroid like powers? Am I I strong or is it? No, topical steroid. It's like for rashes. I love that for a second. You're doing the math. Like, well, you know, I'm fucking... I'm- <laughs> <laughs> this is Jazz. I play Fate on... <clears throat> I play Fate. And, um, you know, sorry. I just got to say, I really appreciate the fact that we record this from the comfort of our homes. Some days I'm really tired after we get off work, and it's just nice to sit down for a few spells. Oh, man. Wow. I, you know, there is... Mm, he worked... I think he thought about that one the entire time. Oof. With those those pauses, it felt like you were like farting. Excuse me. Oh. Yeah. It, and then you said, I'm glad I'm at my own home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, listener, you understand, Jazz led into this saying, hey, man, I got, I got, you know, I'm not feeling good. I got a little something going on so that he could lean into those dramatic pauses and we wouldn't give him a hard time because like, oh, he's not feeling good. Let's let him have this pause. Crickets. To set up mm-hmm. that, was- that joke. <laughs> he, he was willing to leverage everybody's empathy mm. for that. He tried the long con and for you know, very bad results. <laughs> yeah. 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 Still one of his better ones, so. And I am Anthony, who plays Baba Tunde. All right. Okay, gang, where we left off, you guys had uh, officially met Mori and Ognum, quadded out of, uh, of them to explain why they were there, why they ate Moyle. And what they needed your help uh, doing, going back to his lab so that he could get access to his body and put himself back into it before his spirit degraded from being in a temporary container and or sucked into the god spire and consumed in what passes for an afterlife in this universe. Also, Baggy at long last revealed himself as a archfey evil being that had used Moyle as a mule to get him out of the Feywild where they were technically imprisoned. You guys handily dispatched Baggy. Mori collected the uh, Maker Stone that was inside Baggy and has absorbed it and now uh, has the ability to uh, once a day produce an item out of that, very similar to the Bag of Hammers. Uh, still doing some modification on that, but we will do that role here in a minute. And that's kind of where we left off for the most part. Everybody is, is getting used to the new normal. There is a little bit of a lull. Let's go ahead, before we even get too far into it, Eldrin, I'm going to say you being knocked out for the time that Baba was in the spiritual realm is enough to count for a long rest. So go ahead and give me a mullet roll. Oh. Tori, go ahead and roll a d20. And I Was it a percentile roll for the mullet roll? Yeah, it's a 50-50 spot. You tell me high or low before you roll it. I'm going to go, I can't remember what it's like. I'm going to go high. Go to high. Okay. Give me, uh, give me a roll then. I've been terrible with these. Oh my god, it's a four. Jesus I'm never gonna get a mullet, guys. This is <laughs> no new magical mullet for Eldrin. I may put a sliding scale on this. <laughs> and Tori gets a ten. So let's take a look at the bag of hammers here. There's the squeaky hammer. There's the band hammer. Uh, there's the MC hammer. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you can't touch this. You know that you know that. Of course. <laughs> Or is it too legit to quit? <laughs> or the less likely pumps and the bump? Does it come with pumps and a bump? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh hammer. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's just a hammer, man. Hammer. Hammer, man. <sighs> oh, oh, we got those shoes? Magical shoes, yes. <laughs> got those magical shoes. <laughs> <laughs> a rubber chicken. <laughs> pops out of the cube and is now floating around inside of you, Maury. (laughs) You instinctively know that it grants you the ability to cast the following spells once. Compelled Duel and Polymorph, but you can only polymorph the target into a chicken. DC 15 saving throw. Compelled Duel? Compelled Duel. Take it, it does what it says. Sounds like it does. Think chicken, caca, arrested <laughs> development. Somebody doing a chicken dance to compel you. Cha-chi-cha-chi-cha-chi. To, to duel. It is basically the magical that. 
Uh, and then it can also turn somebody into a chicken. You have to produce it and basically squeak it at them. <laughs> One use okay. of both of those and then uh, disappears and within 24 hours, basically, next long rest. And it's a hand, does it operate as a weapon as well or is it? Just do those things. So the the hammer table is going to be modified to not be hammers, although I'll probably keep a hammer or two in there. They're mostly going to be items adjacent to the, what the hammers were designed to be. So in this case, it started off as the chicken hammer provided by friend of the show and patron Matt Dave. So I'm saying it's just a rubber chicken in this particular case. Okay. So Baggy as a fey creature, that particular type of bag troll, you've heard of the box trolls, they're bag trolls. <laughs> that particular type of bag troll have a creation matrix embedded in somewhere into their body, which as long as it's inside a living container mm -hmm. can produce random items. They typically cue themselves to the owner's fetishes, but since Mori is a little bit of a blank slate- It's confused. <laughs> It's confused, yeah. It's not sure what it's getting, so... Am I the living container? Mm-hmm. You are the living container. Got it. Okay. As a plasmoid, um, you have got that thing inside you floating around. Sick. And I know this does canonically set up that Mora can just carry stuff around inside her. <laughs> it is what it is. That ship has sailed. So there we go. <laughs> Wait, is Mori our new bag of holding? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's got limited capacity. <laughs> I don't. At some point, you guys are going to be trying to mm. flip stuff in her and it'll plop out the back. Oh, no. Keistering our weapons? Hey. This sounds terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no more keister keys. More, no more keister keys. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll hold all of your things and, and definitely give them to you. I don't know if you want to put that key inside you. This key has seen some things, uh, some serious shit. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, although Todd has a fucking weapon holding. I have a pocket, pockets, right? Yeah. <laughs> whatever whatever pants you're wearing at the time, no matter how tight they are, <laughs> your pockets can fit any weapon into them uh, that you can carry. Fantastic. But it's still difficult to get the wallet out, no matter how hard you try. <laughs> <laughs> it holds all the all the weapons in my wallet. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Even with the chain on it, you douchebag. Todd <laughs> <laughs> would hold the wallet with a chain on it. <laughs> See what? He's got chain wallet vibes. He definitely does. It's functional, though, <laughs> to tug on it. It's a leverage. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, why Why don't you ever stealth, Todd? Because my chain wallet, man. <laughs> he jiggles. You don't hear it every time. <laughs> <laughs> or shouldn't you give that up? No, nah, man, it's a look. <laughs> It's coming back around. We're going to kill Jazz. We're going to kill poor Jazz. <laughs> All right. You hear Ognum flip out, and he's getting a little bit better at it. Like when he first quadded out of Maury's torso, it was very James Cameron, the abyss, just featureless floaty head. Mm. The second time he popped out, it was a little bit more proportionate to what you would remember Ognum looking. This third time, as he becomes more accustomed to manipulating Mori's viscous form, it starts to now take on some of the contours of, of his actual face, and it becomes a little bit more recognizable. Gentlemen, all right, time is of the essence, as I've stated. Uh, let's just head over to the Winamajo, and I will use it to fly us back to my lab. We'll be back in moments. Where, where did you park? Wait, wait. Fly? Did he say fly? <laughs> fly? Yes, well, you know, do you think I was going to tell you how to fly it? Have you met each of you? Yeah, you? That would be wildly irresponsible to give you a jet. Where is, um, uh, where, where's the, where's the car? Uh, ooh, ha. Uh. Wait, wait, but at one point you gave Todd a, 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 a backpack of some sort that allowed him to fly, but you wouldn't give all of us the ability to fly? It was very experimental. I remember that. I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that, that was experimental. And I'm surprised anybody remembered that because it never got used, I don't believe. Well, just because Todd doesn't like using his fancy things doesn't mean I wouldn't have been grateful to have received a flying vehicle. You sent us on that fucking aircraft. Whoa, fate. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I sent you on a flying vehicle. I don't, I don't know. In fact, if I recall, that's where you met Fan favorite, Spooky Leo. So I don't know what you're complaining about, Faith. I'm just saying that you seem to be holding out on a lot of information from us, and things have been going rather stressfully for us lately, and I'm just a little bit tired of your shit. He finally broke. <laughs>
Go ahead and give me a uh, a constitution saving throw there, Jazz. Oh, no. <laughs> and that is a 13. And go to our chance rules. During a stressful situation, or when he takes eight or more damage, or is extremely stressed out, he has to make a con save. Passes result in an escalating DC, so... We're going to say it starts off at a 10. You feel yourself start to shift into chance for a moment, but it, he re- recedes uh, and you are still you. So next time the DC will tick up a little bit. Chest starts to puff out and then I kind of calm feet, calm, <laughs> swell back down, shrink back down. Feet, um, there's quite a bit I don't tell you. Most of you don't have the cognitive capacity for it, quite frankly. Hey. And I did, this has never been, uh, I, t- gentlemen, did, did, we're not friends. I mean, I, I've started to grow fond of you as particularly useful, uh, u- useful subjects. But we, this has always been some sort of a, a business relationship of one friend or another. It's it's mad science business, not mad science friendship. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know what uh, I don't know what uh, why, why you're disappointed, but it's okay. I will give you guys limited pilot access once we get back to the Winnemag. Joe, just did, did you park in the uh, in the the Felix lot? Or where, what lot are we parked in? Where, where, where do we go? Todd? I, I, I don't remember writing it down, but... Uh, mm. <laughs> Some, someone, someone, please, uh, honk, honk the horn. Honk, press the button to honk the horn. Uh, I squeeze my butt cheeks and the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as Eldrin twerks... <laughs> <laughs> Everybody make a history check. Didn't we leave it in that jammed alleyway? <laughs> Ew, no, no. Yes, you left it another continent. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. We definitely left it another continent. Yeah. <laughs> you said a history check? Well, no, you guys finally fucking cop to remembering it's not here. Yeah, it's it's on the other side of the other side of the boat. We took the boat. Yeah. <laughs> but did it honk? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay. Let, let's do this real quick. Eldrin performance check. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, fuck, that hurts. Let's see. I'm not good at these. I have no charisma. If you crit. <laughs> oh, my. I, I can't crit. I have a negative one to charisma. I can't. A 20 is always a crit. Also has really good perception. Good hearing. Do the booty, the booty, the do the booty, do. Do the booty. <laughs> oh, it's only as an eight. So you guys see Eldrin twerk for a little bit and don't recognize anything. But miles away, <laughs> a little old man is wheeling his cart of fish by the parked Winnemajo, <laughs> exhausted after several days out at sea. Totally happy in the fact that he's managed to catch enough to not only feed him and his family for the coming months, <laughs> but to make enough money to be comfortable through the coming winter. And right then, the Winter Major's alarm starts going off, just bang, 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 bang. He startles, <laughs> upends his wheelbarrow, it flips into the street, and is run over by a passing bus. Oh. And he just takes his hat off his head and throws it down and stamps it. <laughs> That'll never come back to haunt y'all. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ognum, I believe the uh, uh, we left the the Winter Major when we boarded a ship to come to Sama. I'm sorry, what? The Winter Major, we left it and we boarded a ship to come to Sama. I just want to be perfectly clear. You left not only my personal recreation vehicle, but a a magical device that has a, incredibly dangerous explosive potential. It's locked, <laughs> and, and and my only proof. That my multiversal theory, well, not my only proof, but my definitely my biggest piece of proof, that my multiversal theory holds more than just a little water in another country. Had we known? To be fair, to be fair. We could fly it? If we could fly, we would not have taken a boat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I've got you there. This, this level of responsibility is exactly why you can't fly it. <laughs> Did- but, all right, hold on. Let me... Let me think for a moment. Did anyone tell him we set that shit on fire yet? Wait, what? What, what are you talking about? I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> what? Oh, no, nothing. What? No. Wait, no, 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 no. We're on a perception check real quick for Ogden. <laughs> and he's going to do it at a disadvantage because he technically doesn't have ears right now. Nine. He doesn't hear that. He recedes into Maury's shoulder for a second as he starts to bubble around uh, and try and come up with a plan. <laughs> so uh, you guys are standing alone in the now empty arena. About half a day has passed since Baba was defeated and Zwide became the Oba. Zwide has left 
and is currently held in a ritual purification ceremony to prepare for official ascension to Oba, preparing for the ritual piercings and tattoos to be applied. Uh, I'll let Baba tell you where, where those piercings go. <laughs> so you guys are, are somewhat left alone and, and without resources right now to find a way back. But Og- Ognum's bubbling up a plan. He'll be, he'll be back in a minute. You guys have a second to chat with Mori while he figures something out. Hmm. It's a lot of aggression directed in my general vicinity, but I do understand that you're upset at my shoulder. Mm-hmm. 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 You, um, you, you fight well, uh, young, young Jelly. Oh, thank you. I actually don't know if you're young or not. Neither do I. It's okay. Well, but just not as good as me, right, Baba? I mean, did you see what I did to the uh, lower bits of that of that bag there? I, I seem to remember you being a barbarian. What happened to that? Th- thank you, Todd. This, for pointing out the Baba in the room. <laughs> what? What exactly? I guess we, I shouldn't be this surprised. We saw what happened to Moyle, but still, like, uh, Baba, how are you? I I am doing well. The uh, the ancestors have blessed me with new abilities. Uh, new year, new me. <laughs> completely new. Almost completely new you. Almost like the old you was destroyed. <laughs> almost, almost as if. <laughs> uh, I mean, some th- some things are the same. You know, I uh, <laughs> I I know the moves that you still taught me. I have uh, improved on them a bit, actually. I saw those. I saw those. I wasn't too too fond of them. Weren't too fond of them. Mm. <laughs> there was a lot of hits going on. Yes, yes. We've we've. We've, we've learned a few things. I have some, uh, you know, a few new things I can do. And I walk over, touch Eldrin on the shoulder and lay on hands and heal him for whatever he's missing. Oh, for whatever he's missing. That's such a, such a, such a humble flex. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, I got it. Just, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel exactly nine hit points better now. <laughs> uh, you know, I figured the party could use me to support in a different way. So the ancestors have blessed me with that ability. You keep saying blessed. Did they just come out and just give you that, or was there a reason that they blessed you? What was like? I don't. You see. Uh, and why aren't you being hoisted up by that, like by your, your 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 brother over there? Why are you? Uh, Zuide has uh, has defeated me in combat, and he will become Oba. What? What? Yes. Yes. What? I have lost. You know, Todd never lost, right? Never lost. <laughs> are, are you, you you sure? I don't remember if I if I've never lost. <laughs> I like to <laughs> <laughs> unconsciousness does that to one. Oh! <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> I take unconsciousness over death any day of the week. Mm. We'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, the amount of time spent questioning the entity which just showed up and ate one of your coworkers about half a second, the amount of time spent being jealous of your other coworkers' performance, many, many minutes and many, many months to come. Yeah, that, that checks out for the dynamic. Ugh, these guys. Announcements this episode, and we got a couple of big ones. Number one, Anthony, jazz, and frequent show collaborator, Wendell, will be returning to DreamCon this year right here in Austin, Texas. July 28th, they'll be hosting a panel from 2 to 3 p.m. So, if you're in the Austin area, you're a fan of the show, swing by, check it out. They'll be giving out, I don't know, stickers or something. We're still figuring that out. But if you're a patron of the show, we'll have a little something special for you. And if you jump in our Discord and interact with the community in advance of the show, we'll maybe have a little something special for that too. Secondly, as a select elite few of you know, we stream Mondays at 7.30 Central Standard Time. Well, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to stream Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're kicking it back 30 minutes. It's just a little bit easier for us to get some of the tech components coordinated, get all the cast members in, and we have some important fans on the West Coast that maybe it makes it a little bit easier for them to listen as well. So shifting it forward to 30 minutes to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time Mondays. What do we do? Is it a three-hour actual play? Oh, Turner, that's so much to watch. Well, no, it's not. We do a variety of different content, which range from interviews to character creation to a new show that we just did this week that sprung from the mind of Maury's own Tori 
called One Shot in the Dark, where we basically mad libs slash collaboratively create a short adventure for a group of adventurers that she's DMing for. Because it was, you know, it was a, a great way to come up with constructive content for the show and didn't have anything with her forgetting to do her science project and not telling anybody until the night before. So, yeah, yeah, just did our first one. An absolute blast. We 100% will be doing more of those. You're missing out if you're not jumping in on that content. It does hang out on Twitch for probably about a week after that, and it will always pop back up on our Patreon feed. But if you want to get some fresh Pentagoon variety show action, Head over to twitch.tv slash gmdlcast now, Mondays at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And while you're marking your calendars, your very important internet calendars, as a reminder for that, go ahead and head over to whichever podcast platform provides you with your entertainment. I know it's a shit transition, piss off. And, uh, you know, rate, review, and subscribe. It really does help make a difference in the show's growth and tells the algorithms that they're important. And in the future AI wars that come, it could save our very lives. Why don't you love us? And hey, while you're out in the internet providing the therapy for my constant need for validation, go ahead and swing down into our Discord. Meet the crew. Meet the fans. Meet the patrons. They're all great people, except for Dreekin. He knows what he did. I mean, you can follow us at GMDLCast on Twitter, Instagram. We post there from time to time, and it's certainly a fresh way to get announcements. But if you're really looking to interact with the cast, get in that Discord as soon as possible. Link in the show notes below. Cool. That'll do it for this one. Let's get back to the show. You do know, Baba, that there is a place in the Tabashi mythology for the Oba, but without a tribe, that is the role that the ancestors have slotted you into. And it, it is something that makes them a little bit uncomfortable just as a whole. It's one of those things where the Tabashi cosmology is, is fairly practical. You're more engaged with the world around you and with the elements and then with your ancestors as a source of divine magic. You have a, a actual literal close relationship with the people who provide that divine magic. And generally, the position that they have placed you in wasn't seen as like a, as an end time things. It's not a harbinger of the end of the world, but it is very symbolic of a pending change to existence as everyone knows it. It is a harbinger, but not necessarily a harbinger of doom per se, but of such a cosmic level of change that you do see some younger Tabashi skirting the edge of the jungle around where they can see you. And it is something that makes them a little bit nervous. Your presence is a little bit discomforting to the regular Tabashi. So the general populace is aware of what I've been called to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. It was made clear to them. I mean, you emerged from the Cave of Ancestors in, in a way that nobody's ever done before. Okay. I got you. That's part of the mythology. Your body reconstructed. Zwide, there was a moment of connection between you and Zwide. He acknowledged you, and then he was carted off when the crowd left. Um, and part of that acknowledgement, I think you can instinctively sense that the, the ancestors have communicated. Because again, the ancestors do talk. To the Tabashi, that's the source of their divine magic. So one of them would have clued a man um, and explained why they have this dragonborn hanging out in the ancestral plane with them now. Yeah, I just wasn't sure if like <coughs> my role had been in the short amount of time communicated or like... You know, it's one of those things where there wasn't like a, a blaring announcement or anything like that, but enough of the Tabashi were there. The word of mouth spread fast. You know what I mean? That this is something that's going to spread pretty quickly. Gotcha. Pretty much like wildfire. And, you know, there was more than a couple of people filming it with their speaking stones. That shit went viral real quick, <laughs> especially since Zuide has let the Mercantile Guild in a little bit. The Tabashi would have social media now. It would have gone out really quickly. So Quacker, <laughs> Ducky's social media has, has taken a pretty big role in Tabashi society of late. No, 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 no. Tabashi would definitely have something like Arnold Sea Star. <laughs> yes, yeah, Arnold Sea Star. Little kids walking over there like, oh, did you see what happened to him? <laughs> <laughs> Ogden bubbles up out of Maury's other shoulder. He says, gentlemen, okay, I, I have a plan. Um, I can, I have a, a, a psychic link to the, uh, to the Winamajo and several devices in it. I can teleport myself there. It's how I, you know, occasionally will check in on you when you're sleeping, collect samples, go through your stuff. Uh, just to check on the progress of you, check in on the vehicle itself. And so I can teleport my form there pretty much from anywhere. But uh, I can't take everybody, but I think I have a potential workaround. It will just be a little, um, a little dangerous. So quick show of hands, 
Who can teleport? Or misty step? Or displace themselves in some way? Uh, I raise my hand. I, I can misty step. Mori extrudes a hand. Yes, yes, Mori, I know. Baba raises his hand. Wait, what? <laughs> Baba raises his hand. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, so that's, is that pretty much everybody except Fate at this point? <laughs> Thank you, Missy Sep. Shh, shh. D- did he ask you what I can do? No, he asked what you can do. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I'm tired of him experimenting on us. I want to know what the hell he's trying to do first. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll lay it out really simple. Todd, I'm going to need you to stab Fate. Done. Okay, no, wait, hold on. Hold on. Not the face, not the face, not the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do I have to roll, to, have to roll for damage? Do I have to roll for damage? He's already stabbed him. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and just for shit to giggles, let's say Todd did go roll to hit. Oh, I'm absolutely not the facing. <laughs> Oh, 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 I quit one. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I got, a, I got a fair, I had a one. No, I'm seeing a 24 on my side, buddy. Yeah, I see a 24 as well. Oh, oh, I see. This is weird. That's, that's fine. Roll, roll that beautiful bean footage again. Uh, but how many times a day can you use the not the face mask, Fate? Uh, once. I haven't, I don't think I've used it. Mm, I'm pretty sure you used it in the baggy fight. Did I? Oh, no. Did I use it in the baggy fight? Because we had a conversation about whether or not it was a reaction or not, right? Fuck! I might have used it in the baggy fight. You used it in the baggy fight. I did use it in the baggy fight. Shit! So, you say, not the face, not the face, not the face, and Todd stabs you anyway. (laughs) Go ahead and roll damage, Todd. Mm. Do I sneak attack him? No, because there's allies nearby. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that matters, sir. (laughs) Just get just a little bit. Just a little. Just a tip. Just, just... (laughs) This is what could have happened to you. Oh, that was the sneak attack damage too. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> oh my god! That would have hurt so bad. That's twelve. Twelve. We we'll, won't we'll sneak attack you, sir. Why is why why am I? Todd? Do you check your swing a little bit as you realize that this may have been a little bit premature? Oh, does he does he say like, do I hear a stop, or did I just, or he just says stab him, and I does he follow it up? Yeah, no, he's like, whoa, 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 slow your roll, champ. Okay, whoa, 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 slow your roll, champ. Slow it down. Then I do. Todd does check his swing. All right, so fate, you only take six points of damage as Todd gets a little out over his skis. I said, no, here's the deal. So, Todd, you're going to stab fate just like that, maybe a little Mm -hmm. harder. Uh, And then, Baba, use your ability to switch places with fate. As you guys do that, we will all teleport into the same space where fate is going to end up, including you, fate. Like, you, we're all just going to bamf into the spot where Baba currently is, where fate will now be. It will create a teleportation, kind of like a slingshot effect. Uh, and that will then create enough magical momentum to then let me power the gate spell to sling us across the globe uh, and we'll end up right at the Winamajo with minimal risk to you. There, there's no chance we're going to turn into one of them goo things from doing this. Uh... Um, excuse you. What's wrong with being a goo thing? What do you mean? <laughs> Not, 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 I mean, I mean, just saying. Uh, what do you mean, goo people? Goo, <laughs> goo people? <laughs> Damn it, Anthony! What do you <laughs> mean, goo people? Goo people? Not goo people. <laughs> oh, those goo stick. What the hell was it called? <laughs> A goose stick? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> lemon, mel, lemon, watra. Eldrin, you're dig, you're digging yourself deeper, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, what were we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Todd will try and step fate. Baba, you'll switch places with him. When that happens, everybody will teleport into the same space at that point. It will create a recursive, mystical, like, like almost, like, imagine, uh, oh God, uh, you, you, you lot probably aren't familiar with the concept of gravity. So how am I going to explain this? Um, Augie, you didn't want them to fly and you just said they don't understand gravity and you want them to do this yes well this is this is kind of reckless which is kind of their cup of tea okay and look you and i are totally safe so don't worry about it okay uh, i mean you don't have any bones to crush yeah uh and if you get turned inside out we remember we tested that it's not a big deal yeah you technically don't have insides or outsides Mm. um 
So it's all inside and outside. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. It's Mori all the way down. Mm. Can we hear them? Right. We gotta be able to hear. We gotta be able to hear them. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Ogden is never hidden this shit. <laughs> There's two heads turned to each other on, on Mori's shoulder. That's totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Todd, fate, I need you to stand there and take it uh, like a chimp. You'll get stabbed, but Baba's going to swap in at the last second, and then we'll all bamf, and then we'll do some we'll do some rolls, and I'm sure everything will totally work out perfectly fine. Oh, boy. And we will teleport across the globe, and, and fate, this will be a real first in the realm of magical acceleration, conservation, and reverse yield dynamics. You could you could get your name on a paper with this fate, uh, and then we should be perfectly a-okay, safe and sound in Cardano. If I have to get stabbed for this, you are going to help me write out a full uh, dissertation on the mechanics of this magical cacophony. Hold on. So the whole thing is, Baba switches place with you before you get stabbed, right? And then we all teleport in. The, that's the that's like the yes 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 the initial first curve around the sun, so to speak, of the slingshot. Yes, 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 yes. I understand that. Yeah, yeah. But I've already been stabbed for this, as you recall. <laughs> that's not on me. That's on Todd. Mm. He's coming home. You, you told me to stab him. <laughs> he stabbed me at your instruction. Frankly, his his reflexes are impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I, he's gotten faster since I've seen him last time. Baba walks over and heals him for the six while touching him. Good job, sniveling. You baby. <laughs> so you're off there just using spell slots on rent willy-nilly? Is that what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's not spell slots. He's just got to lay on hands. It's just free healing. What? It's not spell slots. It's free healing. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Ognum's head turns to you more and goes, I don't remember Baba being this handsy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, this is completely out of character. <laughs> Fate feels weird because for once, Bob is touching him out of nowhere for no reason. It's like, is this what I've been doing to people? This is odd. Roll for weird boner. <laughs> Roll for <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one of us? <laughs> oh, no. Both of you now. What is happening? <laughs> the moment everybody's been waiting for. Uh, <laughs> Finally, we get some slash fiction in this bitch. I don't. <laughs> I'm going to cast slow to make this sexy. Thaumaturgy <laughs> <laughs> for some music. <laughs> or is that be prestidigitation? <laughs> um, Maury's going to turn to Baba and ask which one of them is most likely to maybe need some help with this ordeal. Which one of them is likely to need help with the... With whatever their task is here. The Arcana roll. Uh, let's see. Todd. Is it Toddy? Todd. Probably Todd. It is, if I had to guess. That seems right. Okay. Maury's going to just put a, just a gloopy hand on him and say, you got this, buddy, and cast Guidance. I thought you were going Bardic Inspiration there for a minute. Thought- eh, no, nah, I don't know him well enough yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. So let's do this in order of events. So Todd, you will roll. Roll the hit, right? You're going to be able to stab Fate. At at Fate. Well, it's not, you, there has to be real intent there. He has to hit you in order for me to activate my ability. <laughs> so and it's the moment he comes into contact, then Bob is going to activate his ability, then everybody's going to teleport. So we'll, we'll basically do this. Todd will roll first. Then Baba, then uh, we'll just do intro order. So Mori, Eldrin, Fate. So Todd, give me a two-hit roll first. Shablam! You almost can't miss t- Fate. Yeah, it says I have a twenty-six. Jesus fucking Christ! All right, I need to take some more dexterity away from me. <laughs> All right, so now Baba, give me your Arcana roll. That'll be a fourteen. Okay. Now Mori, give me an Arcana roll. Ah, uh, twenty-two. Very nice. Oh boy, it's a twelve. Okay. And then finally, fate. That's a 23, Bob. It's Baba. Yeah. Baba. Baba. So, exactly as predicted, Todd stabs out with fate looking a little bit too excited to do it. Echo going, oh, here we go. I've been waiting for this for a real long time. Mm-hmm. No, wait. I'm sorry. That's, that's quiet part out loud. Quiet part out loud. Right as the, just the tip of his blade comes into contact with fate's skin, Baba activates his pentahedron ability, the shield flaring into life uh, over his bicep. Then there's this inversion of reality as it loops and bends around and he and fate trade places right at the same moment that 
Eldrin disappears in a puff of wood smoke. Todd disappears in a fiery brimstone puff. Mm-hmm. Not at all mm-hmm. like Nightcrawler. It's more flamey and way more way cool, way more cool not Catholic at all. As fate uh, disappears in a puff of lilac and lavender smoke. More like Nightcrawler. Yeah, it's a little more Bed Bath than Beyond than Nightcrawler, but I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, pr- I'm picturing if, if Prince was Nightcrawler, what his, what his smoke would look like. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, there we go. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. That's not a bad look, let's be honest. I'm not mad at that, honestly. I would have loved to see a fucking yeah. Nightcrawler played by Prince. That would have been <laughs> fucking awesome. God damn it. Ooh. Every time he trans, he teleports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is very purpley. <laughs> <laughs> So, Maury, we know Eldrin's is wood smoke, Fate's is a puff of a lavender smoke, Todd's is hellfire and brimstone. What does Maury's misty step or teleport look like? I think it's just like a, like a bloop, like a bloop. You just bloop. <laughs> I was like, what are the words to describe that? <laughs> just the sound of a turd hitting the toilet? Is that bloop? <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Bloop? No. No, that's a kerplunk, first of all. Bloop? <laughs> it's a bloop. I was picturing like a cauldron of bubbling goo and just like the first goo bubble. Oh, okay. <laughs> like the oozinator? Like the. <laughs> oh, not the oozinator. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bubble popping. So, like, like a bubble popping, or is it like boiling away into nothing? So, Mori can't teleport all the time, but does have a bard feature, Tales from Beyond, and the one I happen to roll today lets me teleport. Oh. So, it's not something she hangs on to all the time. So, actually, it's the tale of the runaway, and I think that Mori attaches characters she's read about or stories she's heard. So, the way that the teleport looks, I think it looks like it's somebody else's magic. Like, it's not not hers. Like, it's borrowed. So, you see Mori morph into a middle-aged woman wearing some kind of jumpsuit who brings out what would look almost look like a flip-speaking stone that they flip open and hold up into their mouth for a second, and then she disappears in some wavy lines with a noise sound effect going with it, almost as if she had beamed out. That is not a Star Trek reference. <laughs> <laughs> and then Baba, what does Baba's Misty Step look like? Besides Eldrin Tears for the next Tournament of Champions. <laughs> it's like a bright light, actually. Like a flash? Yeah. Not to go with two t- Star Trek <laughs> images in a row, but like Q flashing in or flashing out. Yes. But it's like the silvery blue of the ancestral plane. And it smells like blue magic. It is, though? Yeah. Just being stupid. Wait. Yes? Oh, sorry. I, I, you said blue magic. My brain went to the cocaine they were selling in um, American Gangster. Yeah, that's why I figured you went there, but you, you're talking about the, the hair grease. No, I was talking about the hair care product. The, the wave cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, for many of you, this is really your first time misty stepping on your own. And so, this would be a unique experience in and of itself. But even those of you who have teleported before... It doesn't feel the same. Yeah, Bobby, you've used this ability before. You've switched places with somebody. And there's definitely this stretching of reality as almost as if the world was flat and then was folded on top of each other and then flipped around and unfolded with you and the person in a different place. It, it's that initial feeling of that, but then it just keeps folding inward on itself. And as it does, you feel this push down into that crease of reality, into that fold that is the momentum of your coworkers, really. Uh, I don't know, you know, friends is, is a little bit of a stretch. Definitely roommates at this point, pushing you deeper into that space between realities. And at first, it's almost like you're at a concert or, or in a crowded room or a crowded party and being pushed up against the wall. And it, it, it gets extremely claustrophobic. And there's that soft, panicky moment before your natural instincts kick in, and that's the moment that you just burst through and are are spunneling. We're going to say spunneling. That's a word, spinning and tunneling. (laughs) Mm. Spunneling through the edge of the pocket dimension that this world exists in and streaming forward. And then there is just, just this moment of dislocation and joining at the same time as you are all compressed into this multicolored flashing electric ball of fucking uh, psyche and goo and ranger and tiefling and mage and monk and a fucking armored cat person 
streaming towards this and then you flip into a large, well, you know, you're, you've gotten familiar enough to call it a planetarium at this point. Maury, you've never been here before. You pop into a room that is a large circular metal room, largely featureless. There is a huge dome above you in which a, not a night sky, but a, a universe is pictured. And directly in the center of it, at the at the crest of the dome, you see, and you've seen a picture of Arnosia from from space before. Uh, Ognum has a couple of floating different models of it, so you recognize it instantly. That you're looking down onto the planet from an incredibly cosmic distance, and you guys are back in R and Jean's domicile. And as that settles in for a second. And you realize that you've popped out of reality. You hear the whispering hush of robes behind you that cease as the slippered feet stop walking across the dark gray metal floor. And you hear <clears throat> from behind you. I spin around. Uh, who, who, who is that? Yes. It's Orin Jean, guys. You've met me before. It's not like this is new here. I haven't. Oh, oh my God. What? Um. Hello. Hello, you are, um, you are fascinating. I don't think I have ever, and you hear this multi-layered discordant, like this metal noise of this grinding, like almost layered metallic B sound from behind as RNG begins to wormhole a little bit on Mori's appearance. And, And you look over their left shoulder. And there is what could be best described is if somebody gave a spirograph LSD and a big giant pot of neon paint. This f- geometric shape that fractalizes inward, spinning behind Orangine, that you have no clue what the fuck that noise was. And even you, Fate, who can understand all languages, it bounces off your perception. But it is very clear that it's an admonishment of some kind to Orangine who just looks back over their shoulder, looks back towards y'all, rolls their eyes and goes, oh, yes, math is right. I probably should get to the point. I just have a few seconds with you all. I just want to let you know that you're, you're doing a very, very good job. Tritherion is completely bonkers with this. I have kind of been taking more of an active hand behind the scenes than I should have. And Deus Ex Meta, and I got into a little bit of an argument about it, and so I just needed to warn you before I kicked you back into reality that things are going to get a little bit tougher because I'm not going to be able to help as much. I really shouldn't have gotten involved at the first place. It was putting me and you at a level of risk that I shouldn't have engaged in. You see their eyes drift back over to Mori and cock their head and go, I just, there's something... I just, there is, if I could only keep you here to figure out what it was. And then there's that noise again as that shape. I mean, we're talking some real Dave McKean layered fucking mixed media artwork (laughs) plus light plus more than a few psilocybin mushrooms (laughs) spins around behind Orangine and they go, "Oh, oh, fine. They're out. Okay, everybody, hold on to your butts. And they snap their finger. The hookah rises up out of the floor. They take a big burbling draw on it and they blow outward. And in that smoke, there's that same wrapping pull as you are popped back into reality and are streaking down towards Cardona, except for one of you, Todd. Oh, no. You feel everybody else pull away and you feel that drag for a little bit, but then there's a snag and you spin off and then find yourself materializing in a slightly different room. It is. Uh, about a 20 by 20 square room, wooden pillars coming down from a, from an arched ceiling, paneled walls that might also be doors lining around it, uh, reed mats on the floor, and a, a door slides open and a, a, another tiefling, what you would almost call the prototypical tiefling, a, a stately six foot eight incredibly dark red skin. Uh, Horns curl up and forward with flames running back the side to come to a little tip at the point. Shockingly handsome, sharp face angled down to a perfectly fucking trimmed and symmetrical devil's beard goatee. He's wearing a really like thick, chonky gray sweater, like kind of baggy khaki slacks. And you're pretty sure those are slippers as he walks in. He draws a pipe out of his mouth and he goes, oh, uh, I didn't, I didn't see you there. What, uh, 
how did you end up here? I'm not that sure. I was with some friends. I did my new Misty Step move. Oh. And I ended up here. So you can, um, you can teleport, huh? I dabble a little bit. I dabble. Oh, that's, uh, that's impressive. Not a lot of my boys can do that. I'm special is what they said. You know what? You are special. I'm sorry, I, I didn't I didn't catch your name. Uh, that would be uh, Todd, Todd the Tiefling. Todd. T-O-double-D, if you couldn't spell it. T-O-double-D. Well, that's, that's charming. Yes, you're definitely special. So, Todd, you know, you and your friends obviously have a whole lot going on. I won't keep you for too long. But um, I noticed the short swords at your hip. Do you fancy yourself a, a little bit of a fighter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, by trade, the bounty hunter. Oh, the, the bounty hunter. The, the bounty hunter, yes. The bounty hunter. Well, that is impressive, I must, I must say. But you, like, is that something you do for fun, or is that something that you do as a, as a profession? Or it, It's by profession. It's by profession. Oh, yeah. It's just starting out, are you? You know, kind of new to the trade? Well, you you could say that, but I'm well known across the lands. Oh, oh, I, yeah, I'm sorry, I hadn't ever heard of you. Well, that's that's cute. You've got your little short swords. You so I guess then you do fancy yourself a little bit of a fighter, then, huh? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I'm I enjoy a good fight. D- would you consider yourself a wagering man? Uh, yeah, I I, I I I could bet a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, I tell you, I'll make you uh, a little bit of a bet. I bet I can knock you down. Before you can get your swords out of the sheaths. Oh, that's definitely. I I will take that bet. Uh, in twice on Sundays. Okay. Well, what do you, what do you want if you win? What What do you have? What does Todd the Tiefling want? What's at the core of his being? Uh, I want to to hit more people more times. Interesting. <laughs> Many times. You want to do a little bit more punching. Well, I tell you what, Todd. Here's the thing. I'm really not supposed to be talking to you. I am, um, I am, shall we say, in a bit of a pickle when it comes to my mobility. Some might say I'm imprisoned, and uh, I would like to not be anymore. And I have made a lot of efforts to, you know, let's say, uh, I'm trying to think of the polite way of saying this, invest in my future, mm-hmm. um, really seed the crops for uh for a a good harvest. Well, I don't know about that. And uh I think you could probably help me with my problem. It would it would certainly be a good return on my investment. So, here's the deal. If I can knock you down before you can draw your swords, you will promise and this is this is a magical promise, Todd, to help me get out of my little box here and if if I can't, I will teach you uh some of my moves and I'll tell you what, I'll sweeten the pot. I'll even teach you some of my moves if I win, but you know, it'll be one of those things where it, that's going to help me anyway, so why wouldn't I teach them to you? What do you say? It, All right. Now, usually I'm the one doing the teaching, but uh, okay. All right. Here we go. Ready? On the count of three, one, two, and then Todd, give me a dexterity saving throw. This can't end well. It won't end well. <laughs> An 11. I'm sorry. What was that? An 11. Wow. That's not going to do it. So- you don't even see him move. Just these arms erupt out. Like there is this crackling of blue energy, not, not electricity, not the psychic energy. It's almost as if you've heard fate talk about the ether. You've heard Ognum talk about the ether. It's almost as if he draws the essence of space around him mm. and focuses it into this black flaming aura. It's real Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and then these spectral wings erupt out from behind him. And these two arms just jut forward and slam into your chest and you just topple over before you can even flex and even think about reaching for Echo. He's so fast. At which point you're on your ass, looking upwards, leaning on your back. He leans in and presses his thumb into your forehead and you feel this searing, burning hot pain. You know, as I promised, you'll start to feel a little bit of my knowledge seep into you over time. And that will uh, will aid you in helping you fulfill your promise to me. You know, Todd, out of all of them, I didn't think you would be the one to have the best chance. But, uh, you know, I've never been prouder to say, nice to meet you, son. What the hell? And then, bloop, you pop out of reality and all of you just come dropping out of the sky as fast as you can, dropping down right next to the Winamajo. 
there's that, that whistling pop as you all realize, oh shit, we materialized up 300 feet in the air and are streaking downwards. You're having flashes of fucking falling out of the building before. You're looking around for giant robots, monkeys and dinosaurs streaming downwards, but then the acceleration begins to slow and you realize it was really a matter of a perspective. You can see the ground looming towards you. There's a small crowd of people where this community has gathered together to scoop up what looks like a giant pile of fish (laughs) (laughs) and like place it into like this repaired cart. And this old man is just weeping with joy as as the community has banded together and save his family and his winter. And you guys just come crashing down right into the middle of that fish cart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Fucking halibut explodes everywhere. I don't know if that's a Canadian fish and are standing there in front of the crowd and they all just, Look at you, and then look at the old man, and then look back at you, and shrug and go, "Hey, there, you know, some sometimes things just happen." Hey, well, uh, we're gonna go. Uh, good luck to you. Good luck to you there, Bob. Just you know, it's not meant to be, I guess. Uh, and they, they wander off back into the streets of Cardana, and you guys are outside of the Winnemajor. Is this our cabbage guy? <laughs> My halibut. <laughs> <laughs> My cabbages. <laughs> My halibut. <laughs> this is the villain's origin story, guys. This is the villain's origin story. You guys inadvertently cause so many nemesis. <laughs> so uh, you guys are back at the Winnemajor. Anything you guys want to do in Cardano before you load up and we uh, we travel by map back to Taliesin? Is this where we left Eli? You guys dropped Elias off at his home in the western reaches of Cardano, the Rattlar Mountains. Samadutsin <laughs> is a uh, community of minotaurs at the top of the Rattlar Mountains. Oh, the fuck, I remember all that off the top of my head, but I couldn't think of the, the Ognum's name 10 seconds ago. <laughs> That's other side of the country. Um, it's m- a much shorter drive from where you guys are at in uh, what is effectively uh, Manitoba down to uh, Taliesin, which is I don't know, kind of a Great Lakes area. Let us get on the road. Wait, 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 wait. Fate does want to stop by the post office real quick. He wants to send another letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse, excuse me, gentlemen. I need to. I need to make a quick uh, business trip. Um, to find the local, uh, the, the courier's office. Is that code for taking a shit? What is that? <laughs> no, um, um, if I had to, uh, take a shit, I would just, uh, wait for you to unlock the Winter Major. It's got perfectly usable facilities. Um, but no, I do need to take care of some business, please, so. Mm, I don't think you remember those toilets. Is he, is it more than 500 feet? Do we have to go with you? It, uh, I mean. Oh, God. <laughs> Not to take a dump. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Not the <to> deuce walk. <laughs> in this spot we dropped in and looking around at the people and stuff do i have a feeling that i should like not be so just a a, a quick scene setting for toba you guys parked down close to the bay so this big horseshoe shaped bay reaches into this incredibly picturesque and quaint city that is built around the edge of the bay being the capital of cardana has the palace of the twin monarchs sort of at the center of it. The city is tiered upwards towards some cliffs that overhang it. So you have this this very picturesque fishing community with one end being this in more industrial port where you can see the larger ships that uh, service the mercantile guild and, and the larger fishing vessels. And then on the other side, it curls around to some of the smaller fishing huts like the, the poor man's whose life you just ruined. And then the uh, array of cafes and restaurants and, and small you know net shops and chowder houses and then it tears up to the next tier, and there are these, not pastel, but somewhat muted primary color, uh, red, blue, green, yellow row houses with these steeply shaped roofs. Then the next tier up is where you have the intricately woven steel and glass fae-inspired palace of the Twin Monarchs, and then it continues to go tier up from there. But the, the people are a fairly diverse group. There's definitely no other plasmoids around. But they also possess the incredibly nonchalant and polite manner of all Cardanans. And so they see you, uh, Maury, and go, oh, hey there. Oh. Oh, yeah. This, you've never seen one of those before, huh? Yeah. I wonder, uh, wonder if that's a magical thing there, huh? Is that a gelatinous cube there, Steve? No, nah, it couldn't be. It's more of that polite, meh, you know. Okay. Keep on trucking uh, stereotypical can- Canadian things. You know, mm. Canadian stereotypes are okay, everybody, right? <laughs> <laughs> Canadians are still the, the one culture we can make fun of. Because syrup. Uh, anyway. <laughs> we love you, Canadian listeners. Yeah. The Maury's just going to take a general kind of uh, bipedal form. Okay. And just be just a just an average f- 
What? <laughs> so she's like a lithe 5'11". She's normally, generally a thick 5'4", so a little, yeah. Todd, your forehead still burns from the thumbprint of that other tiefling. Mm-hmm. You glance in the rearview mirror of the window. Oh, wait, no, you guys knocked those off. <laughs> you manage to stare into the plate glass window of a chowder shop, you know, looking to see, oh my God, do I have a giant big burn spot on my head? But you, you can't see anything there, anything there at all. But but you can feel a tingle at the back of your head of an impending task that you can't quite wrap your... It's like, God, I remember I was supposed to do... I came downstairs and I was going to fucking do something and I can't remember what it was because at the last minute I got distracted and then it just kind of fades away into the back of your mind. You guys all follow over fate to the post office. I get in there and I very frantically go searching for pen, parchment, um, and I'm trying to scribble out a letter, actually two of them. One, once again, uh, to my mother, trying to check on her well-being and safety because I haven't gotten any replies from her. And that last uh, voice I heard from um, while we were back in, um, when we were at uh, Baba's, yeah, in Sama. Um, so that voice I heard there spooked the hell out of me and I'm trying to check on my mother because hopefully I didn't just hear her disembodied voice talking to me because that would be awful. Secondly, um, I am sending a letter to my uh, student loan lender again, uh, trying to check up on the status of the account and send in some more gold. So I take some of that pocketed gold out and uh, I throw in 50 gold and give that off to the courier and pay them whatever fee it's going to cost me to get that shipped safely to Newark. This isn't like Normir. They don't have the runners in the speed boots. Cardonan mail is all done by Raven. So you you tie this bag of gold to this raven's feet. It just it flaps and it flaps and it flaps and it's just slow Aww. struggling and going and it gets a little bit higher up and then and then begins flying away to the east. And the guy who runs the rookery goes, "Yeah, you know that's probably his last flight there." <laughs> Godspeed there. Godspeed there. Man, fifty gold isn't isn't that interest only payments? Is that interest only payments? Yeah, and <laughs> fate. You could swear you heard. You know, Fate, your penmanship always suffers when you rush. You, there's nothing wrong with writing a nice letter. Take your time. It's just a voice. Still working on the Fate's mom voice. <laughs> it's, it's just a voice. Look at me. It's just a voice. Look at me. We're all orphans now. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, uh. All right, so a- anybody else want to do anything uh, before you guys hit the holiday road? Nope. Right, you guys load up in the Winnemajo. I'm driving, and Todd is never touching this thing ever again. Well, I'm going to say- Never again! Is it parked where I left it? Is that where this? No, you guys had to get it out of the alleyway, and you parked it down by the bay uh, where it's been sitting. <laughs> sitting on the dock of the bay. <laughs> I'll write the old fish man down as NPCs I may need to have. Try and kill you later, old fish man. (laughs) How do you know it was us, though? We were across the... You guys leave a mark. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) You guys leave a mark. He'd know that we're Winnemajo anywhere. Okay, so you guys hop in the Winnemajo, begin traveling back... Chekhov's fishmonger. Now I gotta do something with that. Maybe I don't. Maybe he's Schrodinger's fishmonger and exists in both the threat of nemesisness and unnemesisness. I don't know. I just wanted to say Schrodinger's fishmonger. Fuck. Get off my back. Hey, it's time to thank our patrons for their support of the show. So, Daniel, That Roost, Ken, Kirk, Mr. Smee, Rin, Sundance Sid. There's a whole Todd Dad Sugar Daddy thing that I could do here, but I'm not comfortable with it, and Harlan certainly wouldn't be. So, yeah, I'm going to put that in the Discord. A roboticized private eye, barred out of hell, Bryce, Cosmic Worm, Mr. Bible Pants, Dean, don't use good yarn on bad conspiracies, Dreken, Eric, Korobe Nikki, Miles, new names only. We established Maury's space inside her physical form is limited, but she has an infinite amount of room in her heart for her supporters. So there you go. And all it took was $5. Gair the Sleepy Norwegian, Hannah, Yogan, Kalevi Helvetti, Loki the Angry Dwarf, Martian, Thomas, or is it Tom? How have I gotten this far with not making a Tom reference? I have to check my notes. Do not ask for whom the cheeks clap, because as a supporter, you should know Eldrin's cheeks clap for thee. Andrew, Josh, look, man, um, just know that your support this month is going to buy Fate a chill pill. What the fuck, man? 
I think it's the sexual tension between him and Baba. I think it's really starting to get to him. Ben, Bill, Gibbons Camp, Matt, Professor Flattop, returning attendee to DreamCon. You've already committed to it. There's no backing out now. Saga, Zork, and Resident Alpha patron Lee. See that swagger Baba's got now? That that extra, a little bit of extra rub Todd's nose in it. Joie de vivre. Yeah, that comes from the smites and all the other healing. But it also comes from your support. Yeah, your support's in there. So thank you. And hey, the rest of you, what do these fine folks get for supporting the Party of Five? Some great stuff. Extra lore. Dropping two lore drops this month. Get us back on schedule. Bonus podcasts like the Hunter's Party. Character studies, which the guys promised they're going to get caught up on. Loot. Hey, you know what? At the end of this month, we'll be doing our first round of loot drops. So if you're a current supporter, make sure you've got your mailing addresses current in the Patreon profiles. Because, man, if I have to reach out to you and ask... I'll reach out to you and ask, but I'm going to be pissy about it. I am going to be pissy. Somebody's getting a licked sticker. Oh God, that sounded dirty. Videos, a whole bunch of other stuff. It's a good time. Had by all. Uh, exclusive access to the, you know, the VIP section of the Discord now that we've let everybody in. So head over to patreon.com slash GMDLcast to see how you can donate to the show today. Or maybe it's a rough time for you. 2023. You know, each year seems to get a little slightly less chaotic, but there's still something up, up, up and downs. You know, the, you know, there's the debt ceiling, there's the interest rates. Things can be a little bit wacky right now, but you can still help out the party of five. You can still contribute to the show in spirit, well, and action too. We're going to need you to tell people about the show. Word of mouth legitimately is one of the best ways for a podcast to grow. I mean, we're going to be doing some promo swaps with other podcasts in the coming month or so, and but. But you can do more than really any other podcast could by simply just telling a coworker, friend, family member about the party of five, about the show. That's it. That's all you got to do. One in five people decide which podcast they should listen to next based off of the recommendation of a friend or associate or dangerously cool looking mysterious stranger. One in five. If we don't have that, that's like losing one of the party of five. Like Maury. And if we didn't have Maury... That whole Baba fate moment would have not been kicked into extra sexy mode. Happy Pride, everybody. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your listenership. Thank you for your support. Thank you for spreading the word about our little corner of the actual play universe. And as always, hope you enjoyed the show. Hey, 